Caravella Coffee Talks are back, a space created to speak with thought leaders, to exchange knowledge, and share perspectives. In these talks, the Relationship Building Team invites you to attend sessions with female leaders in the industry. We will hear about their aha moments, life lessons, breakthroughs, and how we can make coffee better together. Over the years, we have seen how the representation of women in the industry has gained traction and has flourished. Join us for some inspiration. Hello, my name is Marisabel Vasquez, Marketing Manager at Caravella. Hi, my name is Ana Sofia Narvaez, Relationship Builder at Caravella. We want to welcome you to a new episode of Caravella Coffee Talks, Women Make Coffee Better. In today's conversation, you will hear from our former relationship builder who was based in Colombia, Salome Puentes, and Sarah Lawless, co-founder of Calendar Coffee, based in Ireland. They speak about how they started Calendar Coffee in 2018 based on seasonal coffees and building a reputation for unparalleled quality, always being honest about their story and journey. Sarah shares with us some tips on starting a coffee business, but most important, she shares with us how to successfully keep a business by staying true to your values. We hope that you enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, my name is Zara and I'm um, co-founder of Calendar Coffee. We're based in the west of Ireland. Um, we're just outside Galway City um, in a little town called Barna. And we've been roasting here since 2018. Um, and yeah, we're just a roastery. So we, um, we wholesale mainly and selling to cafes and restaurants and hotels, um, both locally and kind of internationally. Um, and yeah, we're, I guess, Calendar Coffee kind of was started um, by Dan and myself. Dan's my partner. Um, and we really wanted to focus on kind of seasonal coffee and really bring a bit more transparency um, around that angle of coffee. Um, you know, so we, we believe that kind of the freshness of the raw product is really important to quality. So, you know, we tried to tell that story and what we're doing. And, and so... You you have told me that uh, your partner and you decided to create the company, and you have talked about your interest on portraying seasonal coffees and the seasonality of coffee. Why don't you tell us a little bit more of that, like a uh, project of building the company? Yeah, so we, um, I guess it's worth saying, like Dan and I, we met um, working for uh, Workshop Coffee in London. So we came into it with. Kind of a, a bit of knowledge about kind of roasting and and that side of it so um that part wasn't so daunting but the starting the company itself was was a big um undertaking really um yeah we moved we left london um 2017 and we moved here um we pretty much sold everything we had to come and start the company and um yeah and just started you know we, we rented a little unit here and we did all the building work, all the renovations ourselves. Um, so it was very much a DIY project. Yeah. Um, we scraped together our funding. We, we kind of struggled a bit with that, um, but we, we managed to in the end. And and yeah, so we, we opened in 2018. Um, and then I hadn't really thought about the fact that we should look for customers. So we opened up and we were ready to go after a lot of hard work. Um, and then, yeah, thankfully, um, started yeah. from there, but 
Yeah, funny, you don't think about that while you're uh, setting up a company. (laughs) (laughs) No, you certainly don't. But now thinking about the past and how you have got to the place where you are, what advice would you give to someone that's uh, thinking about starting a new company? Yeah, so um, I guess something that helped me, I guess, in the early days of, of of starting or trying to set up was was not to really good advice that I got was not to wait for kind of everything all your ducks to be in a row and not to wait for the perfect moment because there's not really a perfect moment to start something you just have to kind of go into it wholeheartedly um yeah we I guess we we had a very clear vision so we we felt confident in our vision and um in kind of what we were trying to achieve and our different our point of difference so um, I would say my advice would be to think that through really carefully and that, you know, to be really sure about, you know, how you want to present it or how your, you know, your belief behind it and your, your passion behind it. And, and that'll, that'll kind of take you quite far. But um, yeah, we, my advice would be just to kind of start the process because, you know, if I'd known back then kind of how, you know, all the different obstacles that would be in my way or, or the different things that might happen, you, you probably wouldn't do it. You know, you wouldn't, yeah, in hindsight, you probably, you know a lot more now, so you, know, you wouldn't, but yeah, just to go for it and try and take the first step and then that leads to the next step and not to, yeah, don't wait for everything to be perfectly aligned to, to do it, you know? You continue aligning things for yourself. Exactly, yeah. It's it's definitely a process. And um, I think it does, yeah, it, it's, it does take it takes a bit of courage and and but I think believing in your idea and your product and and what you can you know and ha- obviously being passionate about it because I think that will that will take that will take you most of the way you know um, and a lot of the business side you know we just kind of learned as we went along like neither of us have ever run a business or you know we don't have families that run businesses so it's all very new to us and. Um, which is probably a good thing too, in that like, you know, a lot of the decisions that we made or how we approach things may be a little bit different to how other companies would. Um, I think our big our big focus was, you know, in the first year or two, if we can if we can build a reputation for quality, um, mm-hmm. that was our goal. So we kind of made illogical business decisions, you know, financially. At the um, time, that yeah. Enable that. yeah. So, you know, that was the priority. And um, and thankfully now it's paid off because I think people kind of trust us and, and recognize that in our, in our yeah. brand. But, um, but yeah, so not all, not every business decision has to make, you know, financial sense initially, but, um, yeah. So if the focus of the business for you was the seasonality and being well known for, for the quality or the experience of coffee, how did you engage customers to, convince them or make them loyal through time yeah so um something we did actually from the beginning um that we were quite conscious of was um you know starting the instagram and telling our story and being really kind of open and honest about our story and our journey um and we did that from kind of day one so i think we kind of took people along with us um along the way and you know we shared a lot of the the good the good days the bad days the you know, the days where coffees didn't work out or for whatever reason, um, 
you know, we were quite open and honest about about what was going on behind the scenes as well as kind of you know, what we were, you know, what we were doing the business side. But I think that helped kind of build trust, and and I think people kind of see us now and they kind of know who's behind it. So I think that helps. I think people have a bit more trust if they can kind of see, you know, a face to the business or there's somebody who will put the phone and is accountable for everything and um, and honest about everything. So and um, that's how we try to approach it. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I think it's, it's worked, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a lot of lovely loyal customers now, and um, which is great, so. Do you think that the process it, itself of how transparent you were with customers and how engaged you were, like, um, telling the story and the things that you were facing uh, was key to build the reputation that you have now as a company? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we we made a conscious decision to kind of, you know, to, to talk a lot of, as well about the process of setting up a business, you know, how that it's not all, it's, it, you know, maybe it's easier for some people how, you know, this is what we have to go through. And, you know, when we're buying coffees, when we're, when we're QCing, kind of, we kind of tried to take people on that journey with us about the decision making and, and how sometimes easy or difficult that is. Um, and I think... It kind of maybe people are a bit more invested then in kind of what they're buying, where they know they know that a lot of thoughts going behind it. So I think that might, yeah, that probably does help um, you know, build a bit of brand loyalty and, um, yeah. So when you were building this trust and telling people, what did you find was like missing information for the consumers? Yeah, the thing we we were really surprised at and still kind of are is that is the lack of kind of transparency around harvest information like we you know there's a lot of specialty roasters out there and, and everyone's doing a good job but i think for the consumer it's like it, i think it's, it's useful information to know you know when this coffee was harvested because that will tell you a lot about what that coffee's going to taste like you know um you know this year's crop will be different to last year's crop and and, and years before and we know in specialty you might end up having all, all this range of, of, um, of years um, in an offering so we yeah we wanted to focus on the harvest date and kind of tell the consumer that you know we we think you should be aware of this freshness is important um, and that's why it's on the front of our packaging um, you know and it should be traceable to, to that point you know um, so and it kind of helps and aligns with kind of our seasonal story that we're you know, we're buying small amounts of coffee um, yeah. and we're trying ideally to make that kind of coffee last about three or four months and then we'll move on to a fresher harvest. So the range is continually evolving and, and you know, kind of the, the calendar element of that, the harvest information, it all kind of ties in. Um, but we do think, you know, even, yeah, I, I wish kind of more in it, more roasters would kind of um, display that information because it would help me as well as a consumer, you know, know. Yeah, it's very important. Part of how you created that loyal base, because how do you balance bringing information to the end consumer, but not just like over like sharing? Yeah. Because uh, I, for example, as a consumer, I value the information, but I don't like when I have too much information that I don't know where to focus. How did you end up like finding a balance? 
Yeah. So I, again, yeah, like we focus just on the on the harvest information and the seasonal elements. So we kind of avoid, you know, using the term kind of specialty. Um, and we talk about coffee as a fruit, as a seasonal fruit. And we, we kind of, that's our starting point. And most people, you know, no matter whether you're into coffee or not, most people can identify with that and understand, you know, yeah. a seasonal product. So, um, you know, it, in food terms, it, it's used all the time, you know, what's in season and eating seasonally. And, um, so we were just trying to apply a little bit of that um, understanding to coffee. And, and, and most people kind of get it. And I think when you talk about it in those terms, it's a little bit easier then to, open the door for people and 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 explain it you know they, they do understand um you know when, when we talk about it like that so um yeah it's kind of conscious conscious language um yeah has helped <laughs> so from your experience uh and what you have lived which are like the key elements or the key things to take into account and has helped you and your partner to get where you are right now? Yeah, so I'd say like the most important thing and, and the biggest thing for us was to buy coffees that we really love to drink. So we're really passionate about what we're selling. So it's it's easy kind of the sales side is kind of easy then because we're not compromising on our values and, and kind of what, you know, what we believe kind of tastes good and, um, is representative of a calendar but we didn't yeah we don't compromise on that so we you know our green coffee luckily you know from the start we kind of haven't set a green coffee budget like if there's a coffee we want to showcase we'll find a way to do it um you know and you know that's kind of the special thing about calendars that we always want to be able to buy the coffees we love and share those yeah and i think like knowing and choosing where to compromise what can you compromise yeah. what can you not So you can't compromise. You can't compromise. Yeah. Um, where can you compromise? I would say, you know, I would say when you start, I would say if you can not compromise on, on anything, really, if it feels wrong, if it feels mm -hmm. like you're having to make a decision, then it probably isn't the best decision for, for the business. Okay. Um, you know, if something makes you feel a bit off, then there's a reason. There is a reason. And no, it's not. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I think that's, The biggest thing is like, you know, buying something for you as a, you know, even as a business, you know, for buying coffee that you really believe in, then it's easy to sell and it's, um, you know, there's no compromises. So that's that's the main thing. And then secondly, like patience, because, you know, it takes time. It takes time for a business to kind of get off its feet. And, um, and in that time, you have to be patient and not to compromise your values because it would be, you know, In the coffee industry, it's, it could be quite easy to kind of, you know, do yeah. a race to the bottom and, and, you know, buy cheaper coffee so you can, you know, compete with other, you know, other roasts and whatever. But you kind of have to believe in what you're doing and, and that that will in time, um, you know, it will kind of pay off and that people will understand what you're doing, you know, and why it's different. So patience is a, is a big lesson. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's very, very important. Uh, and lastly, would you share with us any like moment what you say where you say, aha, oh, I understood this from your coffee um, experience? Um, a moment where I understand the like the business side or the it can be a, or like a revelation moment for you in coffee. 
Um, this is going to sound quite a boring answer, but like back to that kind of patience um, kind of element, you know, like being patient. And, and there did come a moment where like our business model made sense. That was the aha moment. And it was when, you know, we were roasting enough volume to kind of be in a place where, you know, we could be profitable. Um, and it was always kind of, it was always, you know, trying to get to that point of, yeah. of kind of, you know, breaking even and then being, you know, profitable. And, um, and obviously it's important for a company to get to that stage because then you, it allows you to do other things. Um, but that was the aha moment when finally we kind of, we knew where we needed to get to, um, you know, and it took, it took like three years, but, um, but we're kind of there now and roasting, you know, the amount we need to and, um, which also means that we can, you know, we can buy more coffee and which is great. And, and um, yeah, that was my moment where I was like, oh, it does make sense. <laughs> you know, but it just takes time. Everything we have done, yes. Yeah, I was like, I knew it would, but just, yeah, it just took a few years longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your time and thank you for telling us and sharing your story and experiences with us. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this conversation. And stay tuned for next episodes coming up in the next few weeks. We will continue featuring incredible women leaders that play important roles in the industry, such as roasters, agronomists, and researchers, green coffee buyers, coffee producers, importers, and leaders of powerful organizations. In future episodes, we will talk about setting up successful coffee businesses, growing in coffee, the evolution and development of different coffee scenes and geographies, science, copying, the force of good, coffee production, among other relevant topics that are changing the status quo to make coffee better. And if you have missed any of our previous episodes, we invite you to check them out. They are all available in all podcast platforms as well as our YouTube channel. See you next week. <laughs>